Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria the Spiritual Homegirl and I am back with a very quick, very exciting, very hyped up, unpolished, unproduced episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. I have watched this documentary three times. I Y'all know how I do it. When y'all don't hear that awesome intro music and my, and my fly stuff at the beginning, it's because something is on my spirit so strongly, so heavily that I have to get this out to y'all. So we're going to talk about this Janet Jackson documentary. But before we do so, y'all know I cannot do any episode, whether produced or not, without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friend. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week for about an hour or so. And I hella appreciate that. So I, first of all, man, so where do I start? Let, you know what? Let's just get right into it. Cause I'm, I'm literally hype. I'm hype. I've watched this Janet Jackson documentary three times. Y'all know it's a four-hour documentary. I have spent 16 hours, maybe a little more, because I was rewinding some parts and kind of just looking at it, watching this Jan Jackson documentary, which was um, on A&E and Lifetime. And she, I'm really, I'm really happy with what I saw. We know we're in an era where people like to make other people's stories, biographies, documentaries, and it felt really good to hear someone speak on their self themselves so i was so inspired because y'all know i am jan fam all day i always tell y'all i graduated from the janet jackson school of privacy and life management so y'all know if she was out here talking about something i don't care if she was telling me her favorite color i was definitely gonna tap in so i wanted to share nine life lessons that i took from what janet told us in her four-hour documentary now, if you have not watched the documentary, there might be a couple little spoilers, but um, I just want to let you know that, okay? So, you know, if you haven't watched it, I highly encourage you to go catch the replay. I'm pretty sure it's probably streaming on the website of A&E or Lifetime, or if you have cable, you know, tap in with On Demand or something of that nature. So, lesson number one, keep your business to yourself. I really think that the way Janet has set her life management up when it comes to letting us know what she wants us to know, I love it so much. I'm like, girl, you better do that. Do that, big sister Janet. You better do that, Jan. Janet is a person that we don't know, but we're okay with not knowing. We know enough, but, you know, we already know that, you know, Janet has a very strong boundary with what she chooses to show us. In case y'all didn't notice, and I don't know if I, if, you know, if I missed something, but I don't remember seeing her son on a documentary because even then she said, hey, I'll tell you this, but it's certain stuff we just not going to do. So I respect that. Also, lesson number two, you are not owed the obligation to give an answer when people want it simply because they want to know. For instance, I noticed that when the, the fact that these the questions about the secret baby that Janet allegedly had with James DeBarge, who was her ex-husband, her first husband um, from way back in the 80s, I noticed that um, she, I don't remember her previously addressing this before. I think she decided to wait to talk about it on her terms, on her time, even though these rumors have been going around for almost 40 years. 
So that takes a very strong level of self-control to say, you know what, people are talking, eh, whatever. Like, this is an intergenerational question about this, this secret alleged baby that Janet had. And Janet waited until she was good and got done ready to, um, you know, tell everybody, hey, there is none. <laughs> so I really feel like, you know, she answered when she wanted to. And I think that, you know, when people make up these narratives about you and they and people automatically look at what you're going to say. Sometimes people rather just take silence and just say, you know, believe what you want to believe. And honestly, it says a lot about people who will believe a lie rather than have good faith in something that might be more logical or more sensible. Um, and I also think with the way social media is and how sens sensationalized things are, sometimes it just goes down like that. Somebody will make an accusation and the next thing you know, you go to the other person's page and you're looking for it. And, you know, it's it's to the point where we're hungry and we're thirsty for answers. And at some point we as society, and I always say we because I'm never above my own advice. At some point we just have to understand that some things ain't really our business and it's okay to let that go. So that's a, I guess that's a, to be part, I guess, part B uh, lesson is that, you know, some things are simply not our business. Number three, a good team will take you far. Janet was out here moving with one team. It was a family thing. It wasn't quite working out. She wasn't really feeling like she was being valued or respected. She uh, fooled with some folks that were a better fit. And she found her soul tribe when it came to that music thing. And it was on from there. Then she hooked up with Renee elevated her visuals elevated her image so like a good team can really take you many many places and i think janet knew that janet knew that with her talent she was solid on the talent but in terms of the team around her that could really cultivate that talent and translate it into different arenas like dance with tina landon like the visuals with her ex-husband renee Lozando, like the music with flight time well jimmy jam and terry lewis they're one of my favorite production duos ever in life but it's a whole nother whole nother episode I think she realized that, hey, here's my, here's my stance. Here's what I want. I need to determine who's the best fit to help me carry out the vision. Sometimes a vision is simply a vision, but when it manifests with the right team, it could really skyrocket into a whole different universe. So that's another lesson. Lesson number four, control your narrative. I enjoyed this lesson so much. She controls her narrative every step of the way. And again, because we're going back to lesson two, two A and two B about, you know, you're not owed the obligation to give an answer. And then on the flip side, we don't always need to have an answer or need to be in people's business. I think controlling your narrative is very important. Janet could have waited until she died and had somebody else tell her story, but she decided to tell her story on her own terms and she laid it down. So even if someone else says something, what someone says about someone's experience of something they think they know will never, ever, ever be more factual than that person telling you what happened in that experience. And I think that with social media, a lot of us tend to do that. We tend to think we know better than we, we, we think we know people better than they know them. And we think that we can assess them and try to talk to them and try to tell them about themselves accordingly. And I've had a lot of triggered, um, <laughs> I said respectfully to my men because smart men follow me. I'm not talking about y'all. 
I was talking about the men that get very, very triggered and it's something about me that makes them uncomfortable and they feel like they can try to psychoanalyze me. I've had men tell me that I didn't have no daddy around. I'm like, well, I had a father and a stepfather. I've had uncles. I've had grandparents. I've had grandfathers. Like I've had cousins. I got hella brothers. So it's like, what are we like? People think they know you better than you know you. But as long as you control your narrative and you always remember that you are in control of what you share and you don't owe nothing else and you can tell your story regardless of what anyone thinks about you it will never ever ever stick at least not to a smart person if you're out here believing other people's narratives except for the person who says it you might like mess you might like drama you might be a gossip you might have some healing to do you might you know some things you might need to work out but controlling your narrative is very very important lesson number Hold up, let me count. One, two, three, four, five. Those who genuinely care about you will show themselves. So in the documentary, Janet mentioned that she struggled with making friends because she did not know if people wanted to be with her because she was, and when I mean be with her, I mean be in her life and be her friend or even support her actually because of the Jackson name, because of her proximity to Michael. Just, you know, she didn't know people were genuine and really there for her. And a person named um, Gil Dodalao he was a dancer for the Velvet Rope Tour and he said they had a dinner and he asked Janet, hey, are, are you okay? Not realizing that Janet had been going through some personal issues in her life and with her marriage to Renee. And to me, to see his title go from backup dancer to creative director, even to this day, lets me know that he showed himself to be a person who genuinely cared about Janet's well-being. It wasn't just an opportunity. It wasn't just a come up. It wasn't just, oh, I'm about to flip this and parlay this into better gigs. It was, hey, I really care about this person. This person may be my employer, but at the same time, like, I, I just want to make sure they're good. And, you know, he didn't have to do that. He could have been like other people who might have just, you know, felt maybe too scared to ask. Or maybe some folks that feel like, you know, it's just work, you know, don't, don't, don't pry, don't meddle. But sometimes when you have a caring heart and a caring spirit, sometimes you can't help but to ask. And sometimes there are people who do appreciate that, even if they may not tell you everything. Because like we, like the documentary said, we may never know the, the real Janet Jackson to the core, but even just knowing the bit that she decided to share is important enough because she didn't have to share. So I thought that was interesting. People who genuinely care will show you. They will show themselves. Um, also, next lesson. Sometimes you kiss a few frogs, so give yourself grace. Jenny has kissed a few frogs. She is not uncommon with this, okay? A lot of us, myself included, have kissed frogs thinking they would turn into princes, and they simply remain frogs. And through the entire process, Janet did not let her relationship history stop her from believing in love. If you notice in the documentary, she, even with her being married twice and her dating JD, JD fumbled that. Oh my goodness, he fumbled that so bad. And, I, and honestly, you know, I'm going to add a bonus lesson. Bonus lesson is admit your mistakes. You can own your mistakes. You can own your mistakes. And the reason why I said that is because even though Janet will say, I'll have as many kids for JD as I want, you know, as he wants. And I probably shouldn't have said that because he might want a bunch of kids, you know, like she still was optimistic about having a family, even after not, you know, having it work out with her previous two husbands. And then even after her and JD did not work out, she still ended up having a child anyway with her. Um, I'm not sure if her husband, if she's with her husband now, if they're not, but um, she still ended up having a child anyway at 50. Like nothing is impossible. 
Like she still kept faith. And even though, you know, she mentioned, hey, I, you know, I, I, I'm open to having a healthy relationship. I thought that was great because Janet will be 56 this year. Society always tells us that, you know, you're supposed to have certain things together by 25, 28, 30, 35, 40. Janet defied the odds and had a child at 50. Now, I know some of y'all probably thinking, oh, because Janet's rich, whatever, whatever. Yeah, but also seeing some women that took some of Wiz's black root tonic that was having babies in their 40s. If you need to tap in with them on Instagram, OG Wizardry. Um, but there's a lot of people who, you know, don't give up hope and they still keep the belief and the faith and the intent to manifest the life that they want, the love that they want, the family that they want. So I guess there's a couple of lessons even in this lesson. You'll kiss some frogs, give yourself grace, keep going, keep loving, keep living, keep being open to the possibilities because Janet obviously remained open and now you see that she loves being a mother. She feels so fulfilled. You can tell she talks about her son and she glows and she's like, hey, people might say I suck on tour, but I'm a mom. I don't have time. You know, what I'm saying? I don't have time to be rehearsing all the time. I got a child to raise like she's proud of that. And I think that's great. The uh, also lesson with J.D. J.D. was very. He was very graceful with how he admitted his mistakes. He knew he messed up. And even though. You know what? Let me just add an extra lesson. I guess this is 11, le 11 lessons. I like 11, you know, so cool, whatever. But he said something to in, in, this, in his confession about how he cheated that I thought was interesting. And I think that people said that it was an excuse. And even though I feel like he's ultimately responsible for his own choices, yes, he was correct in the sense of being the boyfriend or the or the husband or the fiance or being the partner of a really fly person or a person that people think are fly, even if it's just one person. And in this case, you know, Janet's been an it girl since she was like nine years old, whether she knew it or not, whether she wanted to be or not. She's been fly. Anybody in her generation that talks to me about Janet, they put her up on a super pedestal. So she was already fly before our generation got here and the generation after us. So when you are a person that is dating somebody fly, it raises your stock. And then women that might not have thought you was that attractive will be like, oh, she's dating him. And for various reasons, sometimes, and I hate to say this, because um, I, I can only speak to women in this experience because I am a woman. Sometimes we women are trifling like that. Sometimes we will see a man date a woman and all of a sudden, simply because he's dating her, we want to see if we can get his attention. We want, And I'm saying we because, again, I'm speaking collectively. I have had situations where I have dated men and women have tried to take my man for various reasons, whether it was almost oh, if I could take her man or, oh, you know, oh, she's dating him. Oh, he must be cool. Let me see. Let me see what's up. Like it's various reasons. It's a weird thing that some of us women have that we need to let go. Sometimes we will find something else that doesn't necessarily um, and I want to say belong because we're not properties of humans. But sometimes when we see that someone's happy in a situation with a woman that we might admire or might even be jealous of, we'll want to figure out how to insert ourselves in that situation. And I think, again, that's going to take some healing and some real self-reflection and self-awareness to determine why do we want to move like that. So JD has his responsibility as well. But also, I do want to bring light to the fact that there are women who do that. I know that from experience. I didn't have people, man, listen. I, when I write my memoir in 30 years, y'all know, I've had that happen as recent as um a, a couple of years ago. Somebody had peeped that I was dating a certain guy and, and that guy was that guy out here. And that person liked me so much and apparently found him on the internet, put two and two together. And next thing I knew, she was reaching out. And I thought that was wild. But 
I mean, it does happen. Um, so, you know, JD held his responsibility, though. I'll give him that. He did own up to it. So owning up to our mistakes is very crucial because sometimes we'll move through life and we'll talk about something that happened in the past and romanticize it and act like we ain't had no parts in it. We did. We're wrong sometimes. It's okay to admit that. You know what I'm saying? Even if there were people that did us wrong and we had some responsibility, holding others responsible for things doesn't necessarily make us not responsible for our part in things. So, you know, if you have something to own up to, don't be afraid to own up to it. You did it. You can't change it. It is what it is. Next lesson. Never let others come in between your family. Now, for some of us, we may not have family that is related by blood that we real tight with. But in Janet's case, she was real tight with her blood family. And she noticed that once Michael became, you know, in superstar status, things started to get distant. And that really hurt her. And... She noticed that even towards the end of his life, when she visited his home in Vegas, that he was purposely being kept away from his family. And Janet was like, uh-uh, like, you not finna, like, we wasn't raised like this. What's good? But when she reunited with him before he died, she realized that, you know, the dynamic of what used to be and what she had missed about Michael was back. So what I'm saying is that Janet is telling us, don't let outsiders get into family business or separate you from your family that you tight with. No matter if it's success, if it's marriage, if it's children. And what I mean by that is sometimes we'll get caught up even inadvertently. Sometimes it isn't necessarily a direct force where people are like, hey, let me try to separate and put a wedge and divide these people. Because I've had situations, you know, whether I've been through it personally or whether other people have been through it and I've been on the sidelines. I've seen a lot of that happen. Sometimes you might have half siblings and they mamas or they daddies or they grandparents might want to put a wedge in between siblings so they don't get close because there's an issue between, you know, the parents or something of that nature. I've seen situations where people, you know, get in relationships and the, and the relationship ends up you know driving them away from their friends or even the opposite where someone gets in a relationship and the friends want to drive a wedge between the relationship so it's so many things that can drive wedges with people but i just want y'all to at least realize what i did at least to say like yo like my tribe is my tribe and nobody comes between the tribe especially if you're a tribe that's on the move where, where everybody is doing something really fly and everybody's on the come up and everybody is really on the verge of really doing some really great things. Make sure y'all keep your dynamic and keep your bonds intact and make sure y'all check in with each other and never, ever, ever let people break y'all up. Sometimes it's the outside job. Sometimes it's the inside job, but do not let people break the bond. And that's what I learned from that part. Another lesson I learned from her talking about her brother is that words can hurt, so we should mind our words a little better. Sometimes things that are joking aren't always received as jokes. Sometimes things really hurt. And even though the laugh and the and the, the joke is temporary, when you sit and think about some of the things that people tell you, you kind of wonder like, wow, that did kind of hurt though. Why would they say that? So I think all of us, and they always say myself included because I'm never above what I say, words can hurt. So please, let's be mindful of what we say before we say it. Even with the jokes, you know, sometimes the jokes can be malicious, even if it doesn't mean to be malicious. If you're talking about somebody's body image and someone's, you know, hair, someone's body, someone's face, someone's weight, even somebody's able status, like it's certain things that, you know, certain people might be insecure about that they would never tell us. But because we are shining light on something now that might actually exacerbate an insecurity or it might make us create a new insecurity. So I just want people to be mindful with things that they say, especially when they're quote unquote jokes. Now, for those that's hiding shade behind jokes, y'all out of pocket, y'all wrong. 
Um, I hope somebody catched y'all shade and roast y'all for it. But anyway, and the last lesson, gratefulness and good character will always end in the long run. And I noticed that with the Super Bowl situation, they really dragged Janet. To this day, I feel like they haven't quite got over it. Now, I've gotten over it. I remember seeing that on the Super Bowl and I remember I'm of a certain age. So I saw it. Is this no situation where I was a little kid and I, and I, I was listening to adults? No, I seen it and I saw the flaw, uh, the fallout. I was still listening to my all for you CDs. I bought Demita Joe when it came out. I still, that's one of my favorite albums of her to this day. My top three are Demita Joe, all for you and control. And sometimes it might swap out with Janet, depending on what's going on. Sometimes it might swap out with rhythm nation. So it just depends, but uh, and maybe the velvet rope basically my top three right now is what i told you but when they were attacking her they painted janet out to just be this vile person and i'm just like wow like is it really that serious and i realized that the mob mentality when it comes to the media and just the court of public opinion sometimes people jump on the train not realizing that you know that train is going in the wrong direction but because so many people are on it they will jump on the train anyway and just figure it out later and i think that's a very weak-minded approach when it comes to dealing with this as human beings, we always like to ask for grace or want people to understand us when we have our moments or, or when people get us twisted or people create false narratives around us, but yet we don't give the same grace to others. And I think that's really foul. I think that's really foul. And I don't, I don't think it's cool. But I will say that one thing Janet Jackson has not done is that she never threw Justin under the bus. Black Twitter did. <laughs> so she never... She never threw nobody under the bus. She never lashed out. She never had a, um, a situation where, you know, she showed anything less than what we knew her publicly to be, which was soft-spoken, which was kind-hearted, which was articulate. You know what I'm saying? Like, she always kept her grace and she kept, um, like, like her stylist was saying, or like, she never played the victim card. She owned what happened. It hurt her. She never put that hurt and projected on other people. And I can imagine having the world turn on you can be extremely hurtful. I can imagine. All of us, myself included, have been talked about by people before. But, you know, and that can hurt. But it's a difference when you have an entire world that is disgusting you on top of attacking your family. On top of, you know, your brother going to trial. It's a lot to deal with. So with her having so much pressure, she never at least publicly folded under pressure and I think also with our society sometimes we do things to people expecting them to fold and again that's a very disgusting way to do things we want people to show us on social media the reaction we want to know if someone going through something will they subtweet about it will they go live about it will they talk about it will they give us any inclination or a clue that there's a crack and I feel like when it comes to things that hurt us and things that are private matters when it comes to our personal feelings we don't owe anybody that again going back to lesson number two so janet realizing that her business is her business and that her privacy is her privacy and she's going to handle her business accordingly she decided to deal with that in private maintain her dignity maintain her respect maintain her grace and she pushed through it because she knew that in whatever didn't come out in the wash is going to come out in the rinse now sometimes that takes a long time for that to happen as we can see it's almost 18 years later but it comes out that, you know, it was what it was and that Janet did not deserve that. And now stuff on TV is shown on a way, way more um, explicit level than that. There is there is not even no there's not even a cover or wardrobe malfunction. It's just flat out boobage on TV. 
There's, you know, there's there's intimate scenes now that low key look real softcore out here. That's on cable TV, regardless of whether it's um, heterosexual or or LGBTQ scenes. It's just a lot of lots of sexuality, lots of hypersexuality in general. And to think that the world still low key some people, not all, but to know that some people will hold a grudge just shows the feeble the feebleness and the small mindedness of people. But even when people choose to be small minded. You still, again, can learn from Janet's example and still show strength through grace. I think a lot of times because people attack, it's expected that you are to go on defense and be very aggressive and to be very angry. But sometimes there's also a different alternative. There is strength in just being kind, staying focused on your mission, taking it how it comes and transmuting it into continuing to move forward. And Janet did a really good job with conveying that, especially with Justin. Now, I don't think the world, I don't think Black Twitter especially, and I don't even think a lot of people in our community is going to forgive Justin, honestly. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Janet said what she said, so at least she's cleared the air. You know, people, you know, can feel how they want to feel because he didn't say nothing or didn't say as much. Or, And I still feel like, me personally, I feel like he should have said something. But, you know, whatever, you know, Janet's over it, you know. So it's almost like, you know, why do we hold on to things longer than people that were involved in it hold on to things? Maybe we should let some things go, too. We can disagree with it, but like to hold such vitriol, like again, Janet's showing grace again. Like, you know, I'm over it. I'm ready to move. I moved on. Like it's so long ago. Like she really talked about it. Like it was nothing on that couch. So I just kind of think about some of the things I've had public opinions about, or even private opinions about that people don't even, the people involved don't even care about. And I've had to really kind of assess, like, do I still have energy for this? If I do, why? You know what I mean? So this is a very insightful documentary. I think people generally a lot of people were happy with it i think also um some a select few a select few wanted more but we have to go back to that question of what who are we to request more the entitlement piece we're not always entitled to ask for more <laughs> take what you get okay miss janice said look i'm giving y'all four hours y'all take what i give and y'all enjoy it okay and i enjoyed all 240 minutes of this documentary so that was the was supposed to be nine lessons but i think we more like 14 15 lessons from the janet jackson documentary i hope you all enjoyed it so much and i hope that if you have not seen it you do watch it and if you have not watched it once watch it again i again loved it loved it loved it but um if you want to tap in with me hey y'all i'm about to launch something very soon we launch it in the next 14 days that's a fact that's a promise I want people to sign up for the text list or the email list if you haven't, because I'm going to be honest with you. Instagram is cool. Facebook, TikTok, all that stuff is cool. But I know who really wants to fool with me off of these channels based on who signs up with this list. I am not going to make this option that I'm doing. I'm not making this new project that I'm doing open for everybody. I'm not. And that's not no something I'm saying for marketing. No, I'm dead serious because I realize that with the type of work that I'm about to do, that I'm about to show, I cannot make this open to everybody because it's going to require me working a little bit more closely with people. And I just don't want to expose myself to people in a capacity where they may not appreciate it or they may not be sure about me. I only want to deal with those who are sure. The text and the email list are sure enough to at least say, yo, I want to forward her off social media. So they're going to have first dibs. And once availability is closed, it's closed. I'll give Instagram a, a couple of days or social media a couple of days. But once they're closed, that's it. But like I said, text and email list, people will get first dibs 
first dibs off top. So if you have not signed up for the text list or the email list, click the link in my show notes to sign up. You can text the word homegirl10 to 81493 or the word podcast to 81493 to sign up. And I'm really excited. I've been working on this for a very long time. I've been talking about this idea for five years. I was not sure if I wanted to do the idea and it just kept popping up. I got some ancestral wisdom after praying on it and sitting on it for a couple of years. And I'm really, um, my heart is full is I share with y'all that I am ready to do this and it is time. Um, I'm <laughs> really excited. So don't forget to sign up. If you missed last the last two episodes about Tantra with Jason, I highly implore you to go back and listen. Tantra being a way of life, not necessarily just a sexual activity, is something that I think people can really get a lot out of. I'm currently doing Jason's 30-day Tantra challenge because I love his work and I want to support him. Um, with my dollar as well as my time and my energy and I really enjoy how he has his challenge set up and how he is so knowledgeable on teaching people how to simply pause and be more present in their lives so this is such a great season um, not only for me personally um, there's some other things that I'm doing and but professionally as well and that Janet Jackson documentary came right on time because there are some things I will never show the world I promise myself privacy and secrecy are two different things. Privacy is, you know, you keep things for you and it's not necessarily like people don't know, but it's something that you cherish and you hold sacred in the world may not need to know that. Um, but for secrecy, you know, sometimes secrecy is because you don't want nobody to know. Sometimes you got to hide it. So with Janet, you know, I kind of learned that, you know, Janet did a big support. She did a little bit of secrecy, a little bit of privacy, but no matter what, that was something she chose to do. And I really enjoy um, learning from her. I told y'all I'm a graduate of the Janet Jackson School of Privacy and Life Management. There are people who think they know what's going on and do not know. I've had people ask me if I'm married, divorced, widows, single, dating. And I told them yes to every, all of them. Yes. Yes. Why? Because it's not your, it's not nobody's business to know. Um, It's nobody's business to know. And I purposely do not drop clues on purpose. There are people that think I'm dating folks I post. There's people that think I'm dating people I've interviewed. Like, there's been so many weird things. And I just be like, okay, yes to all of them. Think what, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't want to put something out that I hold sacred. Or I don't want to feel like I have to prove something in my personal life when it comes to, like, relationships or things of the like. Or, or even in my journey. Like, I don't want to have to feel like I have to prove that to somebody just so somebody can feel like they're validating my experience or my life like no so yeah that's that's the type of time i'm on i've always been on that time well not i'm not gonna say always i'm not gonna say always but once i learned i've done better and it's been like that for a very very long time so for those that are kind of on the fence wondering if you should keep your business to yourself you should probably follow your intuition get like miss jackson put them privacy fences up boo graduate from the (laughs) Enroll and graduate from the Janet Jackson School of Privacy and Life Management, okay? Get you a master's like me. I'm working on the PhD as we speak. So, again, <laughs> this has been another episode of the Spiritual Own Girl Podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself, and sign up for that email and text list so y'all can be a part of something awesome that I cannot wait to share with you all, okay? Love y'all. Peace. <laughs>